0: Welcome to Vineyard Casey West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard. Boy, I sure do love that song. Uh, it just speaks of this uh, abandonness to, to Jesus. If you lead me, Lord, I will follow. Um, I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. Uh, that is the place to be with Jesus. Well, hey, if I haven't met you, my name is Cody Busick. I'm the lead pastor here at Vineyard, and just so glad that you're tuning in, and so so glad that you're with us. Um, if you'd like to give an offering this morning, uh, you can do so on our church online platform in the, in the top right corner. Uh, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can uh, go to our website, bkcwest.com, and you can press on the Give button. You can give there. And also, to encourage you to ask for prayer today. Join in the chat. You can do that on on, uh, the church online platform. And on Facebook, you can send us a a private message. Hey, we do have some good news. Uh, State and local governments have cleared the way for churches to gather uh, without any restrictions uh, as far as numbers and size. So we're super excited about that. Here's what we're going to do. Obviously, this Sunday we're meeting online again. uh, But next Sunday, May 31st, we are going to have an outdoor service. It looks like the weather's pretty nice. And so our service at 9.30, we'll have outdoors here at our facility. So encourage you and your family to come. Uh, we'll practice physical distancing, uh, sit out on the grass, uh, bring a lawn chair, bring a blanket to sit on. And it's just gonna be a great time. We'll also stream that online as well for those that are not able to come. And so look forward to being with you guys. And then June 7th, is, is the weather starts to heat up, we'll move our, our service inside and look for an email this week where we kind of walk through some of the details as you can imagine there's lots of details to go through as we start to meet uh, in person again okay Uh, but please reach out uh, with any questions that you have as as, as well well we're continuing our teaching series called growing grace and uh, just super excited to share with you what what we're going through today as we continue the series we're walking through just different aspects of how grace works itself out in our lives Uh, into our different relationships and and, in our relationship with God and so last week we actually looked at um, grace for change and so we looked at how the the real way that we really change like the real us and actually how things change in our life is by God's grace Um, and so we looked at how uh, God's grace alone has the power to change the real you and we looked at a path that we could find in, in the book of Hebrews In the New Testament and we looked at this verse let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need and so the path there to to experience God's grace for change in our lives is to approach or draw near to God and do it with confidence right because of what Jesus has done and then um, receive what receive what receive mercy right from God that's the next step. And then the next thing is to find grace in our time of need. And so that's the path that we looked at last week. And then today, kind of on a different note, we, look, right, we looked at how God's grace can change our lives and things can change in our lives by his power and his grace. But then there's the other flip side too. It's is like, well, what do we do when things don't change? Or what does the godly person do when they don't get what they want? Or what does the godly person do when they're in a unchangeable uh, situation? Should they just go after that unchanged? Go after that unchanged? Or is there a different path? And so today we're going to look at um, we're going to look at growing in grace in weakness. Okay, and so it's important to to recognize that um, uh, God's grace has the power to change things, but there's also another path where we receive God and walk with God um, in in our lives in the unchangeable things. Okay, um, so you know, for me, when we think about strength and we think about weakness, right? Uh, we're looking at grace in weakness. Um, strength for me was really one of the first. Was really one of the first uh, like character traits or things that was taught to me as a child was to be strong like right like so if if, if something's coming at you head on you, you take it head on you be strong and, and and it was taught that strength was the answer so if there's a problem you meet it with strength and, and that's what you do um, you know any question that's asked what do you do well, you come at it strong and uh, you know that i found out that that doesn't always work uh, and in some ways i found that that's kind of comical uh, as i work that out we were in thailand in in 2001 uh, helping in an orphanage and my wife and i and and some high school students and and some other leaders and so they wanted to move these posts uh, from this one place uh, and and build a fence where those posts were Uh, and, and so they couldn't figure out these posts were just just huge and so they wanted to move them to a different place and and, and they couldn't figure out because they were so deep and, the, and the, the dirt was so thick and it's like this red clay. And so I just decided as a former football player, I, I said, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna get in a stance and lower my shoulder and, and, and just ram these things and tackle them, right? And so I started doing that and, and through the language barrier, I thought that they just wanted to get rid of them. Uh, but as they spoke to me and, and, and trying to get me to stop doing what I was doing is, they didn't want the things broken and they wanted to use them again and, and so, and I, but in my mind, I just said, well, go with it with all your strength. And, and you may have stories like that too, right? Where, where you have something going on in your life and, and you just say, you know what's needed right now? Strength. I've got to be strong. I've got to go after this. And, and that's what most of us do when we have situations that are unchangeable or situations that are out of our control is that we focus on really what we can't change. And we hit it with all of our strength and we go after it. And and in that that is rewarded sometimes. But then there's times where it's just unchangeable. And, and what does the person of God do? Uh, you know, when things go bad, you know, when things are unchangeable, um, circumstances happen to us, uh, when when we don't get what we want, um, and we try with all of our might, but it just doesn't change. We need to have a different approach. So uh, you know, if we insist on being strong and meeting all the circumstances and all the things that come into our lives with strength and just trying to power our way through it, including, uh, right, knocking on God's door and just saying, God, change this, God, change this, God, change this, which obviously is a discipline, persevering with God through something. And, and we, we, we've seen things change with that, right? That, that is something that God wants us to do as well. But what about the things that, that are there and the circumstances and the things that we can't change? Or it seems that God says no. What do we do in those instances? What do we do in those places? Well, here, here's the thing, and, and this, is, this is why it's important that we gain a different approach or a different discipline when things are unchangeable in our lives, is that when we receive grace or when we receive God's power in weakness, instead of just this strength of taking it on, we actually begin to operate in, in God's economy of strength. We find a whole different strength than what we usually are used to. And in God's economy, grace is the currency. And so, so here's what happens, is that, is that God's grace in weakness strengthens the real us. Because sometimes when we push through things and we're strong and things, we go after things, we're kind of just dressing up this outward thing. We, we do grow personally, but when we receive grace and weakness and we settle down into something, the circumstances may not change, but we're different. Things are still the same, but I'm different. That is amazing, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. So, grace received in weakness strengthens the real you. All right, so, what we're going to look at is we're actually going to look at a passage in Second um, Corinthians chapter twelve, where we look into Paul's life, and he he's, he's writing to the Corinthian church, and there's some problems in the church, and one of those problems was is that there was uh, some leaders and and some people that that maybe put themselves forward as these spiritual giants and they were stronger than everyone else or um, or people were putting them up as these spiritual giants and stronger than everybody else and they had these experiences that that nobody else had and so Paul spends the first part of this chapter uh, chapter 12 actually talking about a spiritual experience he had that was just off the charts right and so and he doesn't do that often but then he kind of walks through and he says, like, hey, I have this amazing experience and, and and I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but I don't boast in that. I don't, I don't claim that. I don't go after that. I actually, I actually don't trust in that. And he's kind of letting him know, like, hey, don't look down on me. Like, I don't have these, this spiritual strength because I do. But he, then he goes to him and says, hey, but you know what? That's not even what real strength is. Let me share with you what real strength is. And so he decides to boast in something else. So he shares his experience speaking to what they're starting to lift up as this spiritual greatness. And he speaks of boasting in weakness. Like in your place of weakness, in your place of unchange, boasting in that, right? Everything's just turned upside down, well, you know, which is so Jesus, right? Because Jesus taught, talked about the, the first being last. And if you want to be the greatest, be the, the servant of all, right? That's what the kingdom of God does. It, it, it takes that the hierarchical triangle where, you know, the, the, the most important person at the, is at the top and it and it, it flips it upside down where the most important person is the one that lifts up and serves others, right? Because Jesus was the greatest and he became the servant of all and laid down his life for you and I, that we might know God, that things may be right with other people. And so that's so Jesus like this. This boasting and weakness. And so let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 6. You can read the previous five verses before that where Paul talks about his experience. And then he has these great spiritual experiences, but then something changes. And now he has a weakness. And that's where we're going to start in verse 6. He says, even if I boast, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Now, for some reason, God hasn't decided to show us what this thorn in the flesh that Paul received uh, in his like in his body, like that made him weak. Um, he 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 did amazing things. He was so spiritually strong, and he he was traveling the world, um, sharing Jesus and, and turning up the world upside down. And yet he had this weakness that was there, and we don't know what it is. People have thought maybe it's blindness. Some people thought he had this a, mal- a real severe malaria. Uh, other people have come up with other opinions, but the reality is we really don't know what it was, but it was a weakness that other people knew about uh, and and that was evident to other people. So Paul has a real problem, okay? And so how does he come after it? Well, in verse 8, we read that Paul starts with strength, but then he learns grace and weakness as he approaches God with it. So in verse 8, it says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Take what? Well, the thorn in the flesh, this thing that was evident to everybody, this weakness. Now, you may say, well, three times, that's it? Well, this is a phrase. Um, it, it's a Hebraic phrase that, that uh, was used. and It was basically saying, like, look, um, three times. In other words, I, I pounded the door of God. I pounded the door of the Lord. I went after this with everything like unceasingly. I prayed and pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. So unceasingly, I went after this that the Lord would take this away. So there was not a lack of spiritual fervor of asking God to take this away. And and maybe you've been there where, where you've just, you know, pounded the door of heaven, pounded God's door and asking him to take something or change something. And seemingly, you kind of feel like it's a no, but Paul got a different answer. And maybe there's a different answer for you and I as well possibly in those times. In verse 9, the Lord gives him this answer. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Now, this wasn't the answer that Paul wanted, but he got an answer, right? God could have removed this weight that was on Paul, this thorn in the flesh that was weighing him down, that he prayed about it with the Lord unceasingly, asking him to take it away. He was in agony over it. God could have removed that weight from him, but instead of removing that weight from him, he actually strengthened the shoulders that would hold that weight. Right? And how does he do that? Well, he says to me, Paul says, my grace is sufficient for you. What a, what, what a glorious statement. What a glorious statement. Like, like if we could memorize a, a verse of scripture this week, this month, this year, we should memorize my grace is sufficient for you. That when we come up against situations that we want to change but they won't, when we come against things that, that, that just are out of our control, and things are taken from us, and and, and things go bad, that we would hear from the Holy Spirit, my grace is sufficient for you. His unmerited favor, his love and action for us. God just pouring himself out upon us. That is what God says is sufficient for you. And the sufficiency is like, it is what does battle against the problem. So the problem stays, but then God puts his grace as a layer of strength in there to battle against the problem. And it creates like a contentedness in us. That's the strength that's in there. Even though their circumstances haven't changed, I'm different. The real me is being strengthened. Just not the outward circumstances change, but the real me is being changed. And so God gives him grace that holds him up in the midst of the problem. So my grace is sufficient for you. So so, so, w- w- what could we do with this? Like what could you do in your circumstance or your unchangeable situation to be able to change this? Like how do you take this home and, and keep it home with you? Because as we've talked about this, I, I'm sure there's, there's things that have come up in, in your situation right now where, where they're out of your control or somebody's made a decision for you or you may, be, you may have lost your job during this time or. Um, You you may um, be in financial hardship, Um, you may be um, in in ill physical health, Um, uh, relationships may be hurting, um, right? All of those things going on, one of those or more, and you look at it and you say, say, well, what can I do? And it doesn't seem like it's changed, it doesn't seem like it influenced it. Well, here's a path that that, that Paul writes in, in verse 10 of this chapter as well, and this is what he writes. That is why... For Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, so how do you take this home? How do you apply this to your life? Well, first, change your target in unchangeable circumstances. It's our natural response to, to, to pressure. Like I said in the beginning, something comes at me, I'm going to respond with strength. I'm going to go after it with all that I have. Well, we're learning that in some situations, we need to listen to God and hear what he's saying about that situation, about that circumstance, or that relationship, or that job, or that situation, or that economy, or that pandemic, or or the things that are up against us, right? And in, in, in the response is to change the target. Well, instead of trying to change the situation, the unchangeable situation, or the one that won't change, well, instead of delighting in... Things going back to normal. What does Paul do? Well, I delight in weakness in verse 10. I delight in weaknesses, right? So it'd be kind of insane to say, well, I delight in the weaknesses. Like in other words, like because of the weaknesses. No, what he's saying is, is is, is like, I delight right in the midst of them. I, I delight in the midst of hardship. I delight in the midst of insults and in, in persecutions and difficulties. Why? Why does he say that he has chosen to delight in the midst of this? Well, the next part of the verse says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So the second thing to do, to choose to take this with you and work this out in your life this week is to decide to let God's grace build the real you. Because your situation that you want to change today uh, it could be something that, yeah, it's, it's going to be that initial circumstance that would make life more comfortable or make things change or make things better. But, but the real you may not be affected. It may not grow. Like the you that's going to live for eternity, your spirit, your soul, like the you that is just taking up residence within this tent, within this body, that part may not grow, may not become stronger by things going back to normal that circumstance. But in this, if God's grace is there, if God's grace is at work in us, then the real you is strengthened. The you that's gonna journey through eternity, the real you that's gonna be around for all time. That's what happens when we're with it. And and notice it says, for Christ's sake, right? When I am weak, then I am strong. Why am I strong when I'm weak? Because I'm not using all of my natural abilities, all these abilities and things, but I'm in a place of receiving. And God's grace comes and makes up the distance. It comes and fills the gap that's in between what I can do and what God is able to do. What an amazing thing that things necessarily wouldn't change, but I would be different in the midst of it. So grace received in weakness strengthens the real you. It strengthens the real me. And, you know, as we close today, probably the, the person that embodies this more than anybody else that, that I've known it, it was a young man named Matt Sonkin, And Matt was a part of uh, the youth group that I was a youth pastor for. Uh, and uh, he came up through the junior high ministry and then the high school ministry. And, and during that time, he became a friend. We developed a friendship and did Bible study together and did things together and laughed and got to know each other. Uh, well, uh, Matt... Uh, had a muscular dystrophy and so uh, and it was just an honor to be his friend and it was an honor to spend time with him. And uh, you know, he gave his life to Jesus and and I was able to uh, baptize him uh, with with another pastor and, and, and just be a part of his life just highs and lows of his life And uh, You know Matt passed away uh, in his mid-20s but the interesting thing about Matt is that from 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 when I met him when he was uh, a teenager um, into his uh, early 20s, um, his body, his strength, like his physical strength, got weaker and weaker. Uh, it, it, it did not grow, so he, he had to change wheelchairs and change how he, how he moved his wheelchair and, and, and how he could move his body and his head. And so all of his muscles just deteriorated, so his strength went down. But the real math got stronger and stronger. The real him got stronger and stronger, and, and he had such an amazing uh, spirit about him. that You know, as his body got weaker, he got stronger. I remember one time he, he came up to me, and he, he had an electrical wheelchair, so I'd be talking to somebody at, at church, and, and, and he'd come up and he'd ram me with his chair. And it, you know, my legs would come out from under me, and I was like, Matt, what are you doing? And, and he says to me, he says, hey, so I like this girl at junior college, and so I wanna ask her out. And, and 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 I'm like I'm like okay, and he's got this goatee, and he's he's styling, and 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 I'm and, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, you know, how how I mean, how are you gonna do that? Like I, I'm just in my mind because his he's you know his his body is getting weaker and weaker, but the real him is just blossoming, getting to know God better, growing all these things, even though the body's weak. And then I saw him a little bit later, and he goes, hey, I asked her out, you know, we're going out, you know, and, and, I, and it's just. This amazing strength of the inner person, like the real person that I saw in Matt. And if, if, if there's anybody that I know personally that embodies this was Matt Salkin. Uh, he lived his life in a way that that he, he had no problem saying, you know, I delight in my weakness. And, you know, for when I'm weak, I am strong. For he knew grace, God's grace was sufficient for him. Now, may you and I know, the sufficiency of God's grace in our lives. Let's do that right now. You know, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the issue is, whatever the unchangeable thing. Um, yes, w- we teach you and we encourage you to pray through and in do battle and ask God to intervene in those situations. And um, but then also too, there's saying, "God, I surrender." I surrender this to you, I surrender this situation to you, I surrender what's happening to you, and I ask that you would be strong for me. And so what is your situation today where you would trust God and allow his grace to be sufficient for you? Let's do that right now. Let's pray and let's surrender that to him, whatever that situation is for you. And and in in, in a good read may be too that uh, it doesn't mean you stop trying or different things, but If you feel like your grip is too tight, if you feel like your grip is too tight maybe upon your business or upon your marriage or upon your family or upon your relationship with your kids and and you're just trying to control the whole thing, right? You're trying to be strong. And practically the Lord says like, hey, let my grace into those relationships. Let my grace into your business. Let my grace into your finances and watch how as you decide to be weak, like you don't have it all figured out. You don't have it all figured out. It's okay. The Lord's going to fill in the gaps. You're going to see that when you're weak, he is strong. Because God's power works itself in your life. So let's do that. Let's surrender. So let's just walk through a prayer together. Almighty God, we just come to you. And we just confess that, that God, we are just way too strong sometimes in our own abilities. Way too strong in our own selves. Way too sufficient in our own selves, God. And we don't take advantage of your power, your grace in our lives, God. We get so focused on changing the things that make us uncomfortable that we don't allow you to work. And so here's the prayer, everybody. Here's the prayer uh, of just surrender. Lord, I surrender my situation to you. And and, and tell tell them what that situation is. I surrender this situation to you. I want your grace to come in. And I, I declare that your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient in my life. And I know that when I am weak, when I rely upon you, I am strong. So, Lord, we, we, just, we trust you. We want to trust you more, God. We want to allow you to, to care for us, to carry us, to walk with us. And that that too you know um, you know there may be people listening watching uh, you you've never asked the Lord in your life you've never um, said hey Lord uh, you know I, I surrender my life to you I, I I believe you died for my sins I believe you you died to make things right with God and, and to make uh, for me and and make things right with other people i believe that you love me i believe that that you're god and i believe you're the greatest but you became the lowest and served me and and and, and died a horrible death for me to to make things right um and, and and i'm not i'm not doing great uh at this on my own uh jesus came king of kings lord of lords jesus god of all gods the alpha and the omega he came and he became one of us he lived a perfect life that no man has ever done, and then he died a death on a cross, he laid down his life, and then he rose from the grave, resurrected, and then he ascended to the Father, and he sent the Holy Spirit to testify of that. And if that's you today, and you're saying, hey, you know what, I need help. I need a savior. I need to be rescued, I need to be saved. If that's you today, I wanna to encourage you to pray this prayer after me. Uh, And, and you know, there's no magic in the prayer. Uh, There's no magic in it. It's just the intent of your heart meeting the intent of God, which which is to bring you life and hope and truth. So let's pray together. Lord, come into my life. I'm in need of a savior. I ask that you would wash me and cleanse me and make me new. I believe that you died and rose again from the grave. So now fill me with your Holy Spirit. I now make you Savior and Lord of my life. Amen. Listen, that prayer that you prayed, as you intended that and said, hey, here's my life, God. God received it. God loves you. And so I, I, we'd love to hear about it. If you prayed that prayer today or, or, uh, and, and you gave your life to Christ, please let us know. Um, you can actually text the word receive to 97000. Uh, We'd love to hear uh, about that. We'd love to help you in your new relationship with Jesus. Well, we're we're going to have another worship song. And uh, so stick around for that. Uh, And then also, too, we can't wait to see um, those that are able to come next week in person for our outdoor service. And then we'll also see you online. But God bless you guys. And may you live and may you walk and know that God's grace is sufficient. God bless you. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.